Welcome to the Ecodharma audio series, Buddhist Reflections on Social Action, recorded in the summer 2014. For more about the work of the Ecodharma Center, check out www.ecodharma.com. Here's Guhyapati. The Ecodharma Center draws on the inspiration of many people. One of them is Miles Horton whose approach to popular education informed the work of the Highlander Education Centre, which he founded in Appalachia in 1932. Highlander played a key role in the labour movement and the American civil rights movement in the 1950s, training civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King and the likes of Rosa Parks before her historic role in the Montgomery bus boycott. Horton's approach to education aimed to empower people and their communities. Rather than feeding people information, it was about equipping individuals to learn from their experience, to bring out their own capabilities to benefit themselves and society. In expressing his approach as an educator, he said, I don't know what to do, and if I did know what to do, I wouldn't tell you, because if I had to tell you today, then I'd have to tell you tomorrow, and when I'm gone, you'd have to get somebody else to tell you. This is the kind of participatory and empowering education that informs the approach we take at the Ukodama Centre, equipping people to learn from their own experience, not offering all the answers. It's education that's grounded in a deep care and a profound sense of human potential. In conversation with Paolo Freire, another inspiring radical educator and author of The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Horton says, I think if I had to put a finger on what I consider a good education, a good radical education, it wouldn't be anything about methods or techniques. It would be loving people first. The trainings at Highlander started with a deep respect for the potential that individuals have to become agents of beneficial social change. They were rooted in the belief that social engagement is a necessary and powerful context for personal learning and development, recognising that, as intrinsically social beings, our own growth, development and maturation are deeply wrapped up with the development and maturation of society. Consequently, Highlander worked mostly with people connected with organisations, in acknowledgement that it's through collective organising, through institutions, that society is transformed, and that the settings and contexts that support the transformation of individuals are established. In the conversation with Freire, Horton went on to relate some observations he made during a period at Highlander when more focus was placed on self-development at the expense of the organisational and social context. Horton described the time like this. It was a period where people thought that consciousness was limited to their own conscious, something inside themselves. I guess some people thought it would start there and spread to society, but most of it kind of dead-ended there, as far as I could find out. If it starts there, it stays there, he says. 
There's something important to learn from this idea that if it starts on the inside, it stays on the inside. The personal, the social and the ecological are all intimately interconnected. Reciprocal influences run between them. To really understand the self, we need to attend to the social and ecological networks which it is constituted within. To understand society, we need to attend to both individual consciousness and to the bigger ecological context. Although we can usefully talk about each of these three spheres of experience, it's important not to forget that there is no strict separation between them, but rather a continuous flow of influence from one level to the other, each being part of and contained by the others. If we get too caught up with our own consciousness, we run the risk of cutting ourselves off from who we really are, from both the social and ecological dimensions of our identity. We end up with a reduced and shriveled self, unable to respond to the challenges or be enriched by the nourishment that comes from these fundamental aspects of an interconnected self. Getting stuck on the inside is a developmental dead end. And this is not just a personal matter, it has social and ecological implications. The fact that society is highly conditioned by the agency of individuals also means that if people are getting stuck on the inside, social development suffers too. The fact that human potency expresses itself through socio-economic systems that are currently having enormous impacts on habitats, biodiversity and ecological resilience also means that if people are getting stuck on the inside, ecological health also suffers. The well-being of the individual, of the social and of the ecological are all bound together. Individuals require the outer context of engagement to support their learning. Society requires the inner work of individuals to dynamise social agency and well-being. Ecological health requires a social order that honours its dependence on the ecological. Socially engaged Buddhists are generally very aware of this interplay and engage in a practice which honours all three dimensions. But I found it interesting that amongst all the engaged Buddhists I know, almost all of them were already politicised or ecologically conscious before encountering the Dharma. There are very few who began with Dharma practice and then began to recognise the importance of the social and ecological dimensions. For sure, there are exceptions, but on the whole, just as Horton observed, if it starts on the inside, it stays on the inside, seems to bear out. Perhaps this says more about the self-referential conditioning of contemporary society than it does about Buddhism in itself. But if there's any truth in the observation, and if getting stuck on the inside is a developmental dead end, we'd better take extra care to guard against that danger. All of our efforts to heal ourselves need to sit within efforts to heal society and ecological damage. If we situate our practice as Buddhists in the context of that motivation, we will protect our efforts for both our own benefit and the benefit of those around us. Our own development and the development of our communities 
are bound together. We do ourselves a great disservice when we forget that. Only when we begin to empower each other and our communities are we really empowering ourselves. This is what Horton saw, and it's what he dedicated his life to. Thank you.